Welcome to Sage Insights, your go-to podcast for all things digital marketing, with your hosts, Alex and Michael, giving you unbiased and actionable insights that you can apply to your business that are straightforward and strategic. Improve your marketing strategy with what is actually working today. Enjoy. Hey everyone, this is Alex and Mike from Sage Digital Agency here to talk to you today about a number of useful elements to have on your thank you page. If you are an e-commerce business and you have just successfully made a sale on your website, we want to talk to you about some crucial elements that you should have on your thank you page, as well as a few that you should certainly not have on your thank you page. Thank you page often contains valuable order information. Many merchants use it as an important page for brand recognition. However, oftentimes I've seen critical mistakes that could negatively impact the customer's experience. This is a good opportunity for businesses to capitalize on the momentum and the excitement that the customer just had when making a purchase. One of those things could be related items, for example, Mike, correct? Like, for example, they know they just bought X. Well, if there's a related item X plus, might as well, it may behoove us in order to show that content to a user in order to potentially create some more revenue. Sure. Now, there's several points before purchase that you can give the opportunity for the customer to buy a cross-sell item that would complement what they're buying. You can upsell them into a, a more expensive or a different tiered item. And then at the same time, if you see that you offer one upgrade before checkout that they don't take it, maybe you can offer a downgrade item to increase your order average value. That's great. But if they don't take action, as soon as they purchase, they still have credit card in hand or they have the psychological excitement of what they just purchased. And they are in a position that if you can show value, they will easily purchase another item. Got it. So the momentum is there. We want to be able to capitalize on that opportunity. We have a brand new customer. And why not show some related items that they could potentially be interested in? I think Amazon's one of the best examples of this. If you look on their post-purchase page, if you were to buy a cell phone charger on checkout, you might see car holders or you might see a different accessory for that specific phone. Of course, they have this huge pool of products in order to show where in most cases, our e-commerce sites or the clients are going to have a more limited products to show. But certainly, in fact, that's a wonderful opportunity to be able to take advantage of. Typically, there's going to be at least something else that's going to complement what the customer just purchased. And going off of the idea that the customer is excited, they just purchased a product that they like, we should be able to have sharing tools that are available to them so that they can share it on Facebook, Instagram, etc., what they've just done. Building up that social following, it's certainly a good way to increase the number of followers and the number of likes that your Facebook and Instagram page would have. It's a great way for the customer to be able to share the purchase that they just had and uh, certainly increase your social presence. Mike, talk to me about email signups. So in my mind, first of all, if it were me, in most cases, I would probably just automatically add the customer to my email database upon purchase. But why would we have an email signup form on a thank you page? Depending on the type of shopping cart that you have, oftentimes this can automatically happen. Perhaps there's a reason that you would not want to add them automatically into your list. Typically, these would be more taboo products or... If you're in the uh, CBD or medical marijuana space or medical space, there could be specific laws that would govern the type of consent that you would have to get in order to be able to add them into your email list. 
that's one element. The other side of what we're seeing that's really working is SMS. There's very strict laws around being able to do text messaging campaigns and the type of consent that you have to get in order to be able to message someone. Using a field on the thank you page could be a great way to be able to get that customer to give you that consent if you do not have that built out earlier in the customer journey. Do you think, Mike, it might be too early or is it a good opportunity now to be able to get some feedback from the customer after their purchase? Often, especially with websites where we're doing conversion optimization and optimizing for the lifetime value or future purchases with customers, getting feedback on what made them take that purchase can provide valuable insight to the business. Say you're selling something and you want, as soon as the person purchases, you want to ask them, why did they purchase? And you can give options. Maybe you're the lowest price. Maybe they've purchased from you in the past. Maybe they found you online. Maybe you're the only one with it in stock. Understanding what made someone buy can provide insights on how to market future products. Great. So the more info we have from our clients as to what prompted them in order to make a decision, then we can be able to market better to our newer clients, correct? Exactly. I do think that it's an invasion to ask clients so soon after a purchase. I mean, how do we navigate that situation of, I guess it's a situation of we don't want to ask too much too soon, but at the same time, we want that info as well. So what are your thoughts? Often we'll put these types of feedback opportunities on the website as the customer goes to exit the page. Putting it on the thank you page is no different. And several times it's been brought up about, is it invasive? In most cases, I would say the answer is no. And at the end of the day, it's typically one of two things. Either the customer is going to leave and they're not going to fill out the form anyways, or they've already purchased. The invasiveness is very minimal of a concern because you figure they've already given you their personal information, their credit card information. To ask them one question about why they purchased is not uh, something that I've encountered being too much of a problem. Yeah, not detrimental overall. Got it. Yeah, it makes sense. And I think that the insights that it'll provide far outweigh one customer thinking that it's too invasive to ask them why they made the purchase. That's taking into account the type of products and who your customer is. We're going to take the answers that we receive from these customers on this feedback, and then we apply it to our thinking and how we will market to our future customers. Can you give us some insight into that, please? So if you find out that customers are buying from you only because you're the lowest price, when planning for future products or certain promotions or how you're going to market to that person, you're going to know that they're price conscious. Selling something that has severely inflated costs where you're not price competitive, typically that's not going to be what's going to get that person to buy. You're going to want to market whatever that item would be in a different way. If you know that you're the lowest price or very price competitive and they're buying from you because of price, you can highlight those price elements to get them to pull the trigger to buy sooner. It seems like a good place too that we can either automatically create an account on behalf of the customer or we can have a kind of one-click account set up that everything is stored, their order details, history, et cetera, all in one place on our site for future purchasing. Most shopping carts and e-commerce platforms, they're going to have this functionality built in by default. Often you can either set up to have a guest account created or it'll automatically create an account upon purchase. However, for those that don't, this would be a great way 
for them to keep coming back to your site. You could potentially show them different offers. Certainly, again, on e-commerce sites, if you have wish lists or features where someone's going to want to track their shipping, this would be a great place to be able to get them in because it'll ultimately reduce the load on the customer service as people are emailing or calling in, trying to find out where their product is. If they know that they have a dashboard that they can log into, then it's going to reduce the work on the uh, customer service side. It helps build trust. You can show specific marketing messages to certain people, either based on location or what they've purchased, or you can have a form and collect additional information, birthdays and different promos out to them. Having an account dashboard for customers often will help connect the customers closer to the business. You'd mentioned ease of use for customers. Let's talk about maybe adding some how-to videos and that kind of stuff onto it as well, or at least links to them in order to better educate customers, maybe reduce the burden of calls to the business, etc. If someone bought something that they're not going to necessarily be familiar with, let's say they bought a, a new type of mouse or a new shampoo or a new widget, well, whatever the case may be, as soon as they purchase, having some educational resources, either to, for them to know what to expect or an unboxing experience or highlighting features or exactly how to use it can open the opportunity to not only help self-educate and reinforce your brand into the customer, but like you said, it can certainly reduce future headaches or any sort of clarification that the customer might have. And it's much better in most cases for them to want to reach out to cancel the order if they find out that it's not exactly what they wanted or they bought the wrong item, rather than you shipping it out and then having to process the returns. So far, we talked about a bunch of stuff that's great to have. Let's talk about a couple of things that we absolutely do not want to have on a thank you page to our clients right out of the gate. I've seen people have their return instructions on the thank you page. To me, this is asinine. How could you possibly start promoting the fact that someone can easily return your item on the thank you page. They bought it. I certainly think that you should have a link to a return page, perhaps on a delivery confirmation or something later on in the road, because sure, that can also help play into reducing customer service inquiries, but not on the thank you page. I've also seen people offer promo codes, either for first-time orders, which really doesn't make any sense because it's a thank you page, or discounts on future purchases on the thank you page. If you want to send an email out later down the road, if you want to show a pop-up to users based on the user's cookie, those are fine places to show future purchases for a discount, but not on the thank you page. What you're going to have happen is you're going to have a high increased amount of people who come to try to cancel it. They're going to start emailing you or calling you asking for the refunded difference. It's just a bad idea all the way across the road. What about trigger words? I've seen people make changes to my order or talk about what happens if something shows up damaged or defective or concern or we hope. Anything that would indicate a problem on the thank you page is not the place for it. Not the place at all. Send some sort of email addressing these elements. If it's a big concern for your business, send it a day later, two days later before it ships, after it shipped, but not right when the customer bought it. Because this is the quickest way to get them to reconsider what they just bought. I just want to make sure that the big takeaway is not to underestimate or to put the thank you page as a back burner because it can really provide a good way to connect with the customer right after they purchased. And typically that's going to be when they're the happiest and they've had the best experience with the business. 
we don't want the thank you page to be an afterthought, something that was just slapped together and and that was it. That's right. We've talked about all things to do with a thank you page for your e-commerce website. A lot of stuff going on, options available to us for relevant content and information we should have available to our clients. And also a few things just to steer clear of cancellations, refund policies, trigger words, issues like that, discounts on orders that you've just made. These are all really, really important, I think. And uh, I hope that everybody got a lot out of the information that we presented today. And we will have much more for you in the very near future. 